0: Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So, it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is MomBrain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to MomBrain. I'm Ilaria. And I'm Daphne. And today we are talking with Fausta Tamburino. And she is quite a force to be reckoned with. We are going to be and odd by her vaginal egg talk. Um, and that is not the eggs that you already have in the body that is these jade and rose We're in the quartz. Fridge. And exactly right. No. Um, no but it's it's super interesting. You know, we've talked a little bit about, you know, pelvic floor and you know, rejuvenating after having baby or you know, if people don't have baby just staying or even if you do have a baby and you're just, just thinking about your muscle. vaginal yes. And Kegels are great but this is another thing that is completely sounds I mean it's been around forever.
0: But what I think is really interesting about Fausta's practice is, yes, there is the physical component and this jade egg talk that I think everyone's very curious about and knows about on a very superficial level. She's going to go deep with us, no pun intended, and we're going to learn a lot more. But also um, the the spiritual side of it, the connecting to the divine spiritual energy uh, and, and sexual energy that flows from your pelvis all the way up through the crown of your head back down into you, harvesting that, harnessing that. And I think, um, I think you're really gonna enjoy hearing from her. It's definitely one of our woo woo conversations. Don't listen
1: to it with your kids around. Guys. Don't listen to it with
0: your kids around, but also listen to it with your like. Imagine you're in. Imagine you're under the red tent with like your favorite women, and that is favorite
1: book. Aunt yeah, Daphne. yeah, such a good book.
0: All right, now here's Fausta.
2: Yay! We like to let you do the hard work and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Fausta. I'm an embody vibrational healer. I'm an acupuncturist and I teach divine feminine arts. You can find me at Faustanyc.com and I can be followed at Sacred Feminine Arts on Instagram.
0: Fausta and I met at a coffee shop here in New York. I was uh, literally ready to pop with Gigi. It was earlier this summer. And I-, I guess I must have looked in desperate need of someone to be like, hey, uh, you know, what are you, what's, when? when's your baby due? And what are what are you gonna do after? I don't even know how the conversation came up because we were literally standing waiting for our Americanos, and the it you know I I discovered that Fausta is among other things an acupuncturist and um, a specialist in jade egg technique for pelvic floor rehabilitation, and just because we had such an outpouring of response from you guys when we did our conversation with Erica Bloom about diastasis recti and which we still haven't figured out how to say correctly, and also. Um, you know, other conversations we've had about pelvic floor rehab and just like a conversation about the nether region that, nobody ever has. And considering we're all moms in this room and, you know, many mothers do go through um, experiences that can be very traumatic or and even just regular ones that re- deserve to be rehabilitated and strengthened and treated as any other muscle in your body would be and used in the best way so that it can serve you the best way. We thought it was going to be a really fun conversation to get to have with you today. Um, so I guess let's let's dive right in because we're, we're going to the vagina anyway. Let's just get right there. Talk <laughs> talk about how you go got into wellness and then some of the some of the patients that guided you towards this
2: specialty. Um I got into wellness out of the need for myself. I was my parents were off the boat from Italy and I was frustrated with Catholicism. So this really came in through spiritual practice. I was looking for spirit because I felt I was in the church feeling like at a younger as a young girl going, "What is this? Why do they think I'm a sinner? I feel good in my body." as a very very young girl. So I came into yoga actually at 20 years old and I'm now 55 and at 20 I was like I was I'm just a seeker. I'm a pleasure seeker. I'm a seeker of all things of knowledge. Anyway, I found yoga and Tai Chi and Qigong at the time and my Tai Chi teacher was teaching like the um, spiritual practice of the jade egg. But before I even knew about the jade egg, we were doing like the inner smile and the microcosm corbin, all the parts of the practice. You're speaking in not yeah. not not English. What are you, what are you I, saying? I understand. <laughs> so the JDAG practice, I learned it from the a Taoist teacher. So the Taoist practice is more than just putting an egg in your vagina. It's really moving the energy, the sexual energy down here. I'm pointing to my uterus up into your crown into the spirit up into the cosmos and back down. I know in society right now, everybody's talking about this egg and they're taking it kind of out of context. It's just about sticking this egg inside and just manipulating it or gripping it, which is really not the full practice. That is a very masculine practice and very yang. I'm going to say the word yang because that is the masculine part. The yin part, the feminine part is the juicy elixir and relaxing into the energy of doing the practice versus forcing and gripping the egg. Mm-hmm. So it's more profound than than what people are hearing about it, I think, right now.
1: Well, I think a lot of times people come—I'm also a yoga teacher—and yeah. um, people come to things, uh, come to these more spiritual practices out of a very basic need. And so they'll come from, I have neck pain, I have insomnia— i have this i have that it's not i want to seek spiritual enlightenment and then sometimes that happens through their path if they stick with it but a lot of times what you can you know as a as a teacher what you can when you see somebody who who yeah. could be living such a more calm and centered life a lot of times you'll use these more basic needs so then when it comes to the egg and the vagina people say well i want to not lose my pee mm-hmm. I want to have better sex I want to be tighter I want to so they'll go to these very basic as you know simplistic things but then through it if you have a good teacher and you stick with it and you you know get inspired by your practice and very inspired by, by that particular one people get um, they will you know then you find this, this higher light, high enlightenment as you're talking about um, but it's hard for a lot of people to just go there Oh, when yeah. It's so foreign.
2: I came into it because I was like frustrated at the church mm-hmm. going, wow, I'm not a sinner. I feel great in my body. You know, I have a clit. I have breasts like what's mm-hmm. wrong here. There's something wrong. I, I was not connecting there. Mm-hmm. I had to find something, which is what yoga did for me at 20. I I was like, wow, Ashtanga yoga just got me in mm-hmm. my body and, and I felt connected. But you're right. I have friends who come to me and they are let's say 60 years old or 57 and they're vibrant women. They get a new relationship. They're like, I'm never going to have a relationship again. I can't have sex. My vagina doesn't work. Right? I was like, no, 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 no. We're not stopping a relationship because of your vagina. Come over to my house. I'm going to teach you just how to use the egg just for your vagina, which I do that. Of, right. course. of course. And
1: they always, even doing a little bit, even coming to the mat or the egg or whatever it is, or your breath, it makes any little bit Makes a difference. Exactly. It makes a tremendous difference. And the more wound up and separate you are from these more spiritual modalities, the more a teeny bit makes such a big difference. And then little by little, people get into, "Wow, I want to feel about This, when I do this, I have better results for X, Y, and Z.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: What do you think it is about the way that? Because even just that description of of your friends who automatically are like, "I, you know, I'm going to kill this relationship." it's my fault. I can't, my vagina doesn't work. What do you think it is that, um, because I, I talked to a lot of girlfriends of mine who after they have, especially their first baby, because it's such a, um, and you know, I like Alaria had, had kids b- long before a lot of my friends did. So at the time it was, um, you know, at the time it was a little bit isolating for me to go through that experience on my own. But now I, for some reason I've ended up being like the dead mother. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, you know, because I've been through this a couple of times and I've, mm-hmm. and I, you know, have, have worked through, you know, issues on my own and also with other friends who've also been through it or, you know, uh, by seeking out experts like yourself. Um, but one thing I'm always confronted by are the number of, of women that I know who, you know, I'll just say like before they got pregnant, extremely sexually active, you know, with partners and, and otherwise like very in their own bodies, very connected, very comfortable. And then, um, they go through this sort of not sort of extremely life altering (laughs) situation. And all of a sudden the bottom falls out in their relationships and they cannot connect to themselves again. And, you know, women, I will just say for myself and I think for most women, the, the emotional feeling of how you feel about yourself drives how you can feel about your partner and how you can feel about your intimacy with them and how you can connect to each other. So can you talk a little bit about, um, you know that connecting to that energy because i i do think it's a very like zeitgeist thing to talk about oh you know i have an egg and i practice this you know the 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 geisha or the concubine type of technique but it's not it it misses the whole boat of making women feel good in their skin again and i would love i just cuz i know i love that you describe yourself as a pleasure seeker and that is not a physical sensation only that's a mental state so i'd love you to i'd love you to talk a little bit about um about how this allows you to connect and feel good about yourself, even before, as you said, even before the physical starts to take place. Like, presumably, you don't go and stick an egg in and all of a sudden, like, it's like you never had a child again. Magic doesn't happen that way.
2: Right. Everything happens between. For women, it happens between our ears. Yes. Sex happens in here, not down there. So for me, let me just say for what I typically do for myself, if I'm not feeling it, Even with yoga, I'll put on music first. Music does something to your brain. It has Mm -hmm. a chemical reaction. So for me, I put on music. So I'll put on Barry White. It just hits the right (laughs) spot. I like it. It's like a disco ball (laughs) on my clit. Barry White goes on and everything's lit up.
0: (laughs) I can see the promos already. This is amazing.
2: (laughs) So then, you know, and then after that, you could turn the music off and do the practice. But I understand, like, after having... I have a 21-year-old. So after having my son... I mean, you're so, it's all about the baby. Right. It's really not about anybody else, right. not the husband. It's all about the babies. As you both know, you've done it more than I have. So, um, and then it just takes a little time. Like, I I remember my midwife, I had I birthed my son at home in water. Wow. I was really attached. And she's like, Fausta, when you're ready to give birth, that water might feel like jello. So you need to, like, change your thinking. And I was really... Kind of upset about it, but I realized what she was saying to me. Like, what does like, that mean? What does that mean? She said, "You know, chemically, you might want something, but you might get in the water. It might feel horrible to be in the water." Oh. She's like, "Just let it go."
1: Oh, I was thinking like Jello was probably. Amazing. I
2: didn't know <laughs> <pepper laughs> <of it. laughs> Where can I get this Jello, jello tub. Oh, okay,
1: we're gonna do Jello birds. Forget about bath birds. That's so last year. No, it's Jello birds.
2: She was yeah, strawberry hey. or raspberry. I don't, wait,
1: I don't know. I feel like we we're to, Like the blue. Like I'm thinking like blue is very serene.
2: <laughs> jello shots. It's like around. mud wrestling now. <laughs> <It's> jello wrestling. <laughs>
0: oh, but we brought you here to mom Brain today today. Really, just get in the Jello pool. Going back to the Jello pool. Yes.
2: Where was I? Um. So you can't be too attached to your expectation or your plan. Yeah. You've been really can. And I was, but then I had to let it go. But um, I even even then, like, I remember she came afterwards. She came to me and she's like, do you want to see your vagina with a mirror? I'm like, no. I'm cool. I'll wait a little while till it heals and my body heals. This is
1: after you had the baby. This is
2: right after like I had the baby. Oh you know what I'm talking about.
1: No, I, I said no to the mirror too. I
2: like, I wasn't even
0: I'm offered a mirror but I definitely would have said no. No. I, yeah,
2: yeah. no. <laughs> no. no. That's wild. I, what, to what so, end? What was the point? Why would you look? What, I don't know why she asked me. I kind of yeah. let that go because I was like, you know, I was a nursing and doing mommy things. So right. who cares? You right. know, I was like, oh, sh- who knows what she did. But anyway, I'm... Uh, on another note, I only had one child. So I went to my midwife. No, she's my gynecologist. My, she's also a midwife. She's very, she's not my midwife, but she's an older woman. She's been around a while. So she's checking me. I haven't been to her in three years. She's checking me the other day. I think it was like two weeks ago. She's like down there going, there she is. And I'm like, she must be talking about my cervix. I can't imagine what she's talking about down there. She's like, she looks really great. And then afterwards, after she checked me, she's like, your vagina looks like a 20 year old. And I'm like, yes. So, you know. Sounds good. After all these years of practicing and coming to it from a spiritual way, and I use the egg, I'm like, I'm not complaining. And now I know why my lovers just don't leave me alone.
1: I love that she, there was an S at the end of that. The lovers. Well, a, well, as they're as I, I am mean, single, I was gonna say single, <laughs> We'll make sure that her lovers do not listen to this <laughs> podcast. because They don't know that there's more than one. That, um, okay, so wait, explain. So these are my thoughts because I know very, very little about the egg. I am a very interesting, weird yoga instructor where I'm like a mix between being like a little like woo woo out there and like. I get epidurals when I have babies Mm -hmm. Um, but um, and I love my doctor who's like super western but he he meets me in a more like eastern place and we're like yin and yang and like we're just like soulmates in terms of delivering. I I love him so so very much. Um, But anyway so I'm interested about this egg thing because my first fear is this and maybe you guys are thinking about the same thing. How does it not get lost? Or like it's stuck up. Is there a string
2: there. on Is it? There string? Yes, there's a oh. string. It's drilled. Um, so oh, I, that's scary. That's
0: very the first scary. First thing, I'm like,
1: I don't Wait. know if I want to put something <laughs> of that shape that could get lost up there and like, like I'm imagining it's this a slippery little,
0: little girl growing rock inside <laughs> that you're
1: shoving up there. And then I'm like, oh god, I need to get this thing out, and I don't know how.
2: That's so so. F- Typical. That's a good Typical. question. I know, no, it's I know, a good question.
1: I am, I am the, uh, for being a yoga instructor for a very long time, I am newbie at any of these type of things. So, you know, Kegels.
2: you have a cervix and that's like a gate and that gate is closed after you give birth. It closes, you know, after mm. a little while. So um, you can't lose it. But the ones I use have a hole. We have a drilled, they're drilled and you put a dental floss through it. Not just any dental floss has to be unflavored yeah. for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, And then you just, you use, you do isometric exercises with it. You actually pull, you kind of pull up in the vaginal canal and then you pull the string out nice. and then you're toning the whole canal, not just the, the opening outside or the one area. So you're going, and the concubines used to use it and the empress and there were a group of nuns that used it as well. They used it that also Catholic to- Catholic nuns? No, no, they were Taoist nuns. Oh, okay. They were like martial artists. You're celibate, but you get an egg. <laughs> like, like, like. Have
1: fun. <laughs> See you, you tomorrow. That I am here on Mombrain to ask the semi embarrassing. No, not questions at all. We are that all here are, to do that. You know, that but maybe some of you guys are wondering as well. When you say nun, I I wonder. I I was I didn't know it was doubt.
2: I didn't know Taoist nuns existed, so I know. Yeah, this is they fa- they this, They actually ran things for a long time, the Taoist nuns. Mm. It went from like the matriarchs to the patriarchs at some point. I forget which dynasty, but yeah. So so, I so mean, it doesn't get lost. Doesn't it get does lost, not get lost. You have a string. Safety. You change the string. You wash your egg. You Where can, do you store it? You <laughs> could store it in your, I usually, I sell them <laughs> in a velvet bag. Okay. And then you could just store it, you know, I mean, I tell people to put it in their lingerie drawer. If you have a little temple, you can put it there.
0: How often are you meant to be doing this? Because giggles you're supposed to do five times a day you know, for at least 20 to 30 reps, like there's a, there's a prescribed version of that. Yes.
2: How, how often are you meant to well, be doing Well, if you're a egg? newbie, I only recommend maybe once a week. It depends on oh, the wow. person. It's kind of like, you know, a yoga or acupuncture, you know, or yoga poses, like some things you do probably more often than others, depending on the person and what you're working on. Um, yeah. Or, you know, two times or on full, on on new moons, you could do it like once a month. It's very personal. Interesting.
0: So what are, the, talk us through some of the most common, you know, treatments or the common ailments, maladies, things people are coming to you for that you treat most frequently. It doesn't have to be the egg. I, I'm i fascinated by the egg because I do feel like all of a sudden it was all over my Instagram feed. It was all over my, you yeah. know, my, it just was popping up over and over and I had no awareness of what it was and I was curious. Um, But, you know, what are sort of the, what are the main things people come to you for?
2: the main things people come to me for are probably atrophy. I want to call it atrophy because if you don't use it, you lose it. Hmm. I mean, really? The egg does not hold magic. It's your vagina that does. It's you. It's all about you because you hold the life force energy. Um, just like in yoga, you know, it's the same thing. So, And then um, I have some women, like I said earlier, that come to me because they just can't have sex comfortably and instead of taking estrogen they would rather do this but they do talk to their doctors but we i try to like have them go more alternative and do this first Mm -hmm. because it works i don't think you need to it's just like using a muscle though you know if you don't use your muscles they atrophy yeah it's the same thing
1: that's one of my favorite things as well about, about working out and working out regularly and what's so amazing about yoga practices is that you naturally do Kegels when you're practicing. Um, you, you know, In order to use your core, the first thing that happens is that your vaginal walls contract. Mm-hmm. Same thing for men. Men have their own Kegels. Yes. We have their Kegel, our oh, Kegels. Our Kegels, they have their Kegels. Mm-hmm. The sensation I always tell my students is pretend you have to pee, but you're going to hold it. Right. Um, and it's so funny to have like seventy people are all looking at me. And I'm <laughs> like like mm. I'm like mm. <laughs> um, but but it makes you so much more strong and connected. Did you guys ever play that game? I think um, it's called Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board. Yes. And where you like if you squeeze and you connect to yourself, you can be lifted up by people's fingers and like super easy and you're like you're a board. That is
2: Starting with the key goals. Oh. No, I never did this exercise. So, so
1: fun. Well, we could have a fun mom brain moment. <laughs> Um, yeah no where you where you basically if you lay down and you I mean I'm sure you've done I'm sure you've done it in some kind of like yoga Yeah maybe
2: practice. it was called something else. I'm sure it was I'm this much is like older a chi- this is
1: like a child's game. No so no no I'm saying in your yoga practice. Oh. I'm sure you did something like this where like when you're learning to do Chaturanga. So oh, where yeah. you if your body is completely limp you're not going to move together you're not going to be connected through your through your muscles and through your core through through your vaginal walls. Um if all of a sudden you connect and you tighten. Yes. You know if I t- take your ankles, I'm sure you've done this, and I lift them up you'll come all the way up to your shoulders in a board, correct? Yes, yes that's you true, done that got it. So, um, so yeah, so it's that's basically the same thing too. So doing any of these exercises, because a lot of people find that sitting down and doing their Kegels is really, really hard to remember to do. And that's why it's great, like if you have a practice like yoga or bar or any of these other things, you are probably naturally using those muscles anyway and you're exercising at the same time. So it's kind of like a multitasking thing. Hopefully you
2: are. Yeah, no, not, every, not-,
1: not everybody, but no, you know what? I think to some degree, if you bring people through certain positions, they have to in order to get there. They have to. And, and some degree. You Can mean like they Tons and tons of positions. Yeah. but the, But ultimately people have to continue to push themselves because that tiny little activation little by little as they get stronger really becomes the ability to really, really activate. Um, And so I think that people don't always go to their full potential.
2: So some other women come to me, speaking of potential for orgasms, some of them don't know how to use their, have a G-spot orgasm, let's say. So the egg, for example, when you're pulling on it, you can, like I said, you can go through different levels Mm -hmm. and different levels of your vagina breaks up to like different organs. So the kidneys outside then liver and it's breaks up into the um, heart is at the cervix. So you can have um, multi-orgasms by training your vagina to tone the muscle. Mm -hmm. So when you're having sex, let's say with a man, um, you can manipulate your vaginal canal, which is one of the reasons why the concubines were to please the man, the, right. the king. Otherwise, if you didn't please the king and your vagina wasn't hot or working well, you were out. And he had a lot of concubines. It's Interesting. quite the hierarchy.
1: What are things that people have to be... So, I'm sorry. Not at all. Go for what it. What are some of the things that people have to be wary about
2: when... Um,
1: With the egg? With the egg. Are there things... You know, you hear like... Like the warnings. Now, probably where you get one, maybe. Yes, I was just going to say,
2: there's so many eggs out there now. When I started, there was like one egg. I think we used obsidian. So I have certified eggs at home. So I only really use three because you really do want to be concerned about what's inside the egg and where you get it. So that's one of my concerns. I do use rose quartz, obsidian, and jade. But I also know the source. I had to seek it out. Mm -hmm. There's so many other eggs out there, I would not.
1: So how, for our listeners who are interested
2: in this and but want to be
1: safe about where
2: they... I have them on my website. I sell them, okay. yeah, because I really well, did a lot of research. Because can... that's walkers? a big concern. No, of course. I mean, There was that woman, did you read about some gynecologist who was complaining about that it creates toxic shock syndrome or something like that? Did you read about this no. with Gwyneth Paltrow? I, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I
1: remember something about Gwyneth Paltrow and an egg and her Goop website. And that was as far as I got on that.
2: Okay. (laughs) Usually I research things a little bit more, but I do remember. Because I wrote the chiropractor, I mean the gynecologist, because I was like, wait a minute, I've been practicing this thing for like ever, 35 years. I've never had a problem. I've slept with it. I've walked around with it. I've done yoga with it. Well, you know,
1: what? You know another thing I'm really interested in, because this is something that I'm starting to think about, my oldest um, is six. Um, And they'll ask me like where babies come from and stuff like that. And especially because they've seen me have so many your relationship with your son your your ability to talk about these things your ability to to you know raise a boy who i assume he's like like absolutely amazing in so many different ways because of how open and connected you are. Yes. Um, I'm I'm judging right now. I don't even You're totally I don't even right know though. what his name is, but he I just I just assume that he is that way. Um, how can we I mean I'm mother of of three boys. You are mother of one boy. How and we are mothers of girls as well. Um, how can we raise our children to be connected to themselves? To create that line of like what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, um, not making them feel ashamed, but at the same time, you know, in this era of me too, like not being like, like my son Raphael says penis and vagina like probably about 200 times a day. Oh, wow. And yeah, no, it's where like he really, he's really, t- he's really touched on it. And it's one of those things where like I don't want him to be embarrassed of them because they shouldn't be embarrassing words but at the same time like
0: don't call your your sister a penis like just don't do it you know well it doesn't sound like she's
2: very into taboos I mean she ran kind of like a pretty open
1: we are too (laughs) like my son sees pictures of
2: vaginas on the floor because I wrote a book about this practice Mm -hmm. uh, and there and I raised him alone I'm a single mom yeah which changes everything I have to ask a question is he heterosexual
0: do you know yeah yeah definitely o- only because we- have you met girlfriends of his and have they been intimidated by you and or been like can I talk to your mother privately can you leave me alone <laughs> you know
2: <laughs> he hasn't really had a girlfriend like that he's had sex he's told me what's happened that's, he's, even that's like a he's, huge he's told me those things um, he for him is... to talk
0: to you not that he's
2: had sex <laughs> sorry that was yeah yours. like he like, told me he had sex in the bathroom and I go I didn't even do that <laughs> and <laughs> wow. I used to work in my clubs years ago <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Uh, No, I mean, yeah, we're very open. I think because I also like my parents are Italian and my father was very, he was a typical Italian male. He was charismatic. Men loved him. Women wanted to sleep with him. mm -hmm. It was good, but he was never objectifying women. And I grew up with such a healthy, healthy male in my life Mm -hmm. from the start. So my son is like the embody he embodies that energy. Wow. So he doesn't objectify women. I also said to him like if you, you know, a movie would come on and I I would see a woman getting treated poorly and I would say if you treat a woman like that, I'm coming after you. So <laughs> he was warned. <laughs> He's been warned.
1: But so wait, I, no, I want to go back to what are the tips that you can give us when raising girls, raising boys? having them have healthy relationships with themselves and with their their future partners. You
2: know, I really truly think that the most important thing I've heard someone say this to me a long time ago, someone who has children older than me, it is really about what they see. It is really the way you treat each other in the household. Mm-hmm. And like even when my when my when my son was 3 when we split up, my ex and I, I told my son like over and over without being, you know, too much how your father really we, we were in love mm-hmm. i kept the love notes i kept the poetry yeah. he wrote me like i even though he doesn't really care about those right now because he's a 21 year old boy he could care less um i kept them for him and i wanted him to know the way you and your husband treat each other are so important you know i truly think that's like number one osmosis like mm-hmm. don't force them to do yoga You do yoga and they'll come to it. Yeah. It's the same thing. I'm
0: finding that with even we talk about picky eating sometimes here on the show and I'm finding that even with food, I won't offer my kids to eat what I'm eating. Sometimes I'll just be eating it. And then all of a sudden, because it's mine and it's interesting that I'm choosing to have this, I was eating like hot buckwheat the other day, not something on any kid's menu, right? But I'd put a little coconut oil and I put maple syrup and all of a sudden my kids were like these, you know, mangy little wolves, like trying to come and eat it, even though, if I'd said, "Here's your bowl of hot buckwheat," not one of them would have taken a bite of it, you know. And I think that yeah. that's they—they they do pay attention to how you treat yourself. They pay attention to how you have relationships around them, and I think they really pay attention to how you make them feel. And um, yes. it sounds like you—you know—the fact that you went out of your way to make sure your son knew that he was. Born of like a loving relationship that you guys, you know, you didn't choose to stay together, but you had this incredible love story to that be- that began it. And it, um, I think that's really powerful stuff that we don't necessarily think to always share, um, certainly not in
2: detail with our kids. And I bet they love to hear that. Oh my God, it's so yeah. powerful. You, we really don't even think about it. You're totally right. Like my son ate so much, like I ate vegetables growing up in prosciutto, like right. things that were Italian. Yeah. You know, we went to Europe all the time, Italy, and just. I I wanted him to see like a different way of being in the world because Italians are just more comfortable in themselves, I think.
0: What's that about? Because I have to, I totally agree with you. There's something to, I I always joke that I I strive to be more Italian, strive to be more European, period, but also Italian. There is a it's not laziness. It's a willingness to let things exist as they are and only do as much as you need. Like with, again, I go back to food because that's my world. Like
2: with recipes,
0: you don't overwork it. It's not overwrought. You're not making foams and 12 sauces and blah, blah, blah. You are literally letting things be as they are and making them more beautiful, as beautiful as they can be. And I think that goes to their style. I think it goes to their relationship. Like I have never been in a relationship with another Italian, but I am part Italian. I just, I think that, I think that there's There is. It's really sexy to see someone trust and be in what is. You're more authentically that way than I am. So tell tell us how we can do that. You know, it is that
2: sensuality that is Italian. It's the community and sensuality and family. We have piazzas in Italy. We don't have them here. Piazzas are a place you go and you hang out. I don't know. So you know, it's the sensuality. It is that embodiment of everything sensual your eyes when you're in italy when you're eating a, caprese, a simple caprese salad it is so beautiful you have these robust tomatoes and this juicy dripping cheese that you can't get it here you can't get it you can't get that stuff here it's just that sensual embodiment mm-hmm. that's exactly i think that's why i was born to be an italian libra and doing this practice because it's embodied that's why embodiment is so important. You're in your body. Everything happens in this vessel. You know?
1: But if I were to grow up with somebody who was
2: so connected
1: to him or herself, you as we you said before by osmosis you start to connect as well. And you know, I mean we're all about advice here because people are listening and they're like, well, that sounds great. How can we do that, too? So, I mean, you say by example and different and stuff like that. But, you know, what about conversations? Did you ever have conversations with him? When did you have the sex conversation with him? I have a sex conversation.
2: I probably had. I started talking to him, honestly, because growing up Catholic and what's going on in the church. So I started talking to him, starting talking to him about um, being touched inappropriately. Mm-hmm. So that started, I think, when he was nine, maybe younger. Mm. It might have been younger. I may have said if someone says, oh, this is what I said. Oh, my God. I remember now. I said to him, if someone says to you, you know, I'm going to touch you and here, you know, in places that you feel uncomfortable, if you feel uncomfortable, someone touching you in any way, and they say, if you don't let me touch you, I'm going to hurt your mom. Just know that I'm going to come after them first, Mm -hmm. because I've heard people tell like, if you don't let me do this, so I'm going to go after your family. I'm going to go after your mother. Mm-hmm. I've heard pe- uh, people who go after children do that. And I said, oh, my God, I'll come after them first. Yeah. I'll get them first. Don't worry. Because he knows how, like, fierce I am. Right. right? My Italian comes out, it's like, fierce. Passion runs both ways. <laughs> Mama
1: bear.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting. It's such a, you know, there, there are so many conversations you, like, shudder to think about having with your kids. And yet you probably in so many ways, uh, God forbid he was ever actually in that scenario, but you gave him strength to know that, 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 you know, you, you would uh, go to the ends of the earth to protect him. And also that you can protect yourself. I think that that's something too. you know, kids are so nervous about that because it's, uh, they don't, you know, they, they, you are, you're a God to them, right. Until, I mean, at a certain point that transitions, but that's
2: true. And then, you know, because uh, I didn't grow up with porn on a computer because we didn't have computers back then. Right. But I talked to him about porn. I said, porn is not, in case he was on the computer, because I didn't block his computer. I figured he would get it from some friend's computer or somewhere else. So I let him know. I said, porn is not sex. Sex is with love. And and I explained that to him. And how porn is just like not two people loving each other. They're just doing an act. And it really makes absolutely no sense to someone that age because they can't know. They just don't know. That's when a, when they're young, you have to speak to them in a different language than an adult. You can't make things into adult language. You know what I mean? I think that, I mean, we
0: talk about technology and the great parts of it and the hazards of it sometimes here on the show. What Do you think that we're now living in a time where it makes it very hard to live, very hard to be connected in our bodies? Feel connected
2: to ourselves and feel connected to other people. Cause even just the porn analogy, it's like totally. You, <laughs> but totally. If you I think heard that's real. Now there are less people having sex. I totally think that people are so out of their bodies, which these practices are needed even more, whether it's yoga, acupuncture, or this practice, you know? Yes, people are so disconnected. <laughs> Because you sit at home more, you don't have to connect.
1: Well, it's the, it's that you're not I forced think to go, go out. Are, sometimes people, I think, are better at connecting via text. Like, oh, I'm gonna te- I'll just text with him or I'll just text with her, yeah, and you know exactly. I mean, it's it's this ability forget about just porn which is probably i mean i've heard that it's like a major major issue too yeah but just like in terms of you know people are they're the online dating which is like really wonderful in some ways um but at the same time you have somebody's resume and you don't have that that feeling i i i think you as well like we got in relationships before online dating like yeah. really took off so That's i so never great. i never had that experience but like a lot of my friends they've met their spouse online dating and it's so great that they have the way to connect but at the same time that you know when I met Alec we we're at a restaurant and we just connected yes um you know you don't have that same pheromone experience yeah it's um, very primal to yeah, meet someone you exactly. smell
2: them you see them yes
1: exactly which
2: is why I don't do online dating but it's great that your friends do no I mean they hey meet people.
1: as long as it's yes as long it, works it works for you, for you. Exactly. yes exactly yeah
0: But so let's just do one thing, because I I do, you know, I think you have such a uniquely integrated and spiritual but physical practice. Just tell, you know, not everyone's going to be able to come and see you if there is something that people can be doing at home. Or if you want to tell us a little bit about what you how you sort of start out a practice with people who are the first time visitors to you. um, Share a little bit with our with our fans and our friends.
2: Okay. Um, so the first time I see someone, we first talk about what their issue is because that makes a difference. Um, but the first thing we do is, you know, for, first of all, you're always dressed. When you practice, you're wearing a loose shirt. You take off your bra, obviously. You don't have any panties on. You wear a long skirt or a sarong. And then we lie down and we practice. Mm. Um if you're just doing the jade egg, we start lying down because otherwise it's going to fall out because you're not used to practicing yet. And then um, if you're doing the spiritual part, we start with just the spiritual practice parts of it. And then we lie down and then we sit up. So you do, uh, it's almost like being a church, actually. You lie down, but you lie down. You sit, you kneel, you stand. So we move around in different ways to, mm. you just get the pelvic floor in different ways because you want to eventually be able to stand with us and walk around. That's you really do. How big is it? Well, no, I don't know if it's the goal because the goal is really to get the whole love canal working properly. How big is it? How big is it? There's different sizes. are small, medium, and large. Do you
1: start large or small?
2: I, I usually start medium. Medium. Yeah. Usually medium. Small would be for someone who, you know, someone who has been practicing a long time. Got it. Yeah. Back in the day, they used to like use two sometimes and move them around internally Stop on their it. own. Yeah. Circus tricks. Like benoit balls are the same yeah, idea. Like, the, like that. Yeah. yeah, you kind of like do the same thing internally. I mean, they both just made hand motions. I'm not I'm <laughs> sure what <laughs> the hell
0: just happened. But um, we're going to do a close-up of that.
2: <laughs> Even my girlfriends are like, what do you do with these guys? How come your boyfriends are always, ex-boyfriends are calling you? I said, the only one that doesn't call me is my ex-husband. And I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. i like, I don't know. I'll give you technique. I said, but, you know, I don't think it's technique. I think it is from practicing so many years.
1: Is this something that's safe enough for, you know, if people don't have access to you or another practitioner, is it
2: something that's safe enough for them to just, you know, experiment with? Totally fine. I would just suggest don't use it when you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. Don't ever use it when you're menstruating. Mm -hmm. Um, And just get a really good egg that's certified. Don't get one that is just... Because there. I have... For all the years I've been practicing, I'm shocked to see how many eggs are out there. I just... And I kind of wonder what's inside them.
1: Right. And then, but that goes to maybe what that doctor was saying about, about the goop or yeah, maybe. stuff like that. I, I assume, I mean, that's the scary thing in so many different industries right now yes, is that exactly. it's not regulated. And this is why people like you exist to be able to go out there and, and preach what is right and safe and, and what works.
2: And you know, it's amazing because I've always did this practice for myself and then all of a sudden, it's everywhere. And I'm like, what is going on? But it's, again, taken kind of out of context. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to, I'm so glad you called me. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to talk about this. So great. Because it isn't just, she. the doctor was right. She was saying that when some, some women are just so tight, down there and they don't need to do the egg and hold. You need to make it sensual. It has to be soft and hard. It has to be working a muscle and then relaxing. Work, relax. Because when we do the practice, you use it. You pull on that. Let's say you pull on the string. You're pulling the egg up into the towards the cervix. You pull the string out. You pull. You hold for a moment. You relax. Then you do that nine times. You do the same thing over and over nine times. Mm -hmm. And then you do another, you do like a bridge pose, you lift up your hips, you pull the string, you do that nine times. So there's a pulling, a contraction, a release, and it's much better than a Kegel. It's like, it's like just super Kegels because you're putting the weight in. Or
0: you can do it alone or you need to have like a partner to do that with?
2: Well, no, you're doing it on your own. You're, you're lying on your back, pulling on the string. You have your hand between your legs, pulling on the string. Um there's a way to knot it, but you just have to knot it and just pull it. Honestly, it's not that complicated. Always change the string. Don't like wash it when you're done. Put it away. Put it in a sacred space in a place that it's safe and only you touch it.
0: Is there anything that we haven't asked you that like that you think is just critical 101 for this practice?
2: Well, I mean, we're just talking about the JDEG putting in vaginally, I think, right? But the whole practice, there's a whole practice around this. There's breast massage where you're mixing, you're massaging the breast. The breast massage is very important. There's so many parts that are important to this practice. Breast massage, you're you're basically massaging the nurturing, the nurturing aspect of the breast, mixing it with the love of the heart and you're making an elixir here. This part of the practice is important. You send it down and you make another elixir in the pelvic floor region which is why I was like, I have to talk about the whole practice. But before you do that, you have to like clean out your organs and do this whole um, sounds. And it's a beautiful um, radiant practice. Because if you could open up your your code and like look at your organs, just mm-hmm. open your body, mm-hmm. you would treat your organs better. But this practice, you like really, it's multi-orgasmic because you're moving this energy of the sexual energy up into your body. And It's the only energy in your body that is um, multiplying.
0: Right. Recreate itself, regenerating. It's so interesting because I I can just like picture people sitting in their cars or taking their walks or doing the dishes, listening to this podcast, being like, what in the hell is going on? And it's what's not alarming to me but what's very significant to me is that this is an ancient practice and and in today's world we have a real aversion to things that take time and things that yes. are not immediate results and things that feel off the beaten path or are not you know um not the most obvious answer and i and i you know nothing that we do or say on this show is like you must be doing this we just like to present offer and offer exactly. different thoughts and and thought practices and I I love you know especially someone like you to come in and talk you know about how how much this has affected you in your own life and where your where your practice began as a seeker um and where it's allowed you to arri- arrive now as a a fifty plus year old woman with a with a vagina of a twenty year
2: old, <laughs> you know, I <laughs> just had to add I, that I, in I here. Mean you
0: sh- as you well, you should. That should literally be on your calling card. Like, <laughs> just like, give me a ring. <laughs> you know, it, um, I I just think that you know, I I certainly as as a mother and as a woman love to hear about these things because I do think it connects us to like the grand feminine in a way that's very powerful and um and keeps us honest because you you know if you don't know the if you don't know the answer then you should keep seeking it and if you are looking for something to change in your life and there's something you can do that is very powerful it's like something like this um then then I would always like to have the information so I hope you guys feel the same way and, and had fun with this because this was this was really cool and one thing I do want to say sorry that I was thinking before cuz you said that your you know your your lovers can't stop calling part of it I think is actually energetically you are so self-contained you're not taking from them you're not like i need this from you i need you to make me feel good about myself i need you to fix me or validate me or any of that stuff it sounds like that's very much a part of the spiritual element of this you know physical control that you have um that i think is Maybe a conversation for another day.
1: Well, I think it is probably like I give Anna take. That is the yin and the yang of probably these right. These, right. these things. No, I mean, right. you have to take care yeah, of yourself. Yeah,
2: you take care of yourself. Yeah. yeah, and then you can heal whatever traumas you have there. You can heal it, and then you could take control and don't expect other people to take care of you sexually. Yeah, it's you first. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> be empowered. <laughs>
1: All right, what's your favorite
2: thing? My favorite thing is mixing rose water with a drop of rose essential oil and spraying it on everything, (laughs) on myself at home.
1: You guys can imagine she smells really good when she walks in here.
2: (laughs) So the um, rose water I love to use is by Heritage Store Rose Water. And the rose essential oil is Rose um, Damascus from Original Swiss Aromatics. Thank you, Fausta. That was wild.
1: But ultimately, I think taking care of ourselves is one of the most important things that we talk about on Mom Brain, And I think Fausta can definitely, um, she definitely has helped us with, with our journey in, in terms of self-knowledge. Um, one of the things that I really love that she spoke about was her, you know, the, that it's not just about contraction, but it's about release. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things that is the most important fundamentals to exercising is if you just work on being tight. And lifting, you see these guys who lift like heavy, heavy weights and they can't lift their arms above their head. They become completely immobile. The same thing with your vagina. You want to make sure that you tighten, but you also lose. On the other side, if you are just stretching and you are not activating your muscles, you're going to be all over the place and you're not going to have strength and stability. So it is important in all things to have the balance, the yin and the yang. So think about that in terms of your practice with anything of trying to be strong and soft at the same time.
0: I love that. I think understanding that everything you do has a masculine and a feminine energy to it. Everything is in balance if you're doing it properly. And a lot of the therapies or the exercises or the interventions that we that we look to um, in you know sort of the modern age are very deal with the problem only or deal with the symptom only, not deal with the actual core of what's happening and or, or the root of it. And um, and yeah, I just I really liked her sense of balance and her sense of proactively like here are exercises you can be doing but also it's a it's not an overnight magic pill it is a practice. it is a long-term practice and I thought that was refreshing um so we hope you guys like that too and now let's do some favorite things
2: next time for our favorite things
0: All right. Um, all right. So I'm going to tell you guys about one of my favorite things. Since we're in the having our little love connection here today, I'm going to go chocolate, but healthy chocolate on you. I recently discovered this brand called Lily's Chocolate, and it's stevia-sweetened chocolate treats. And the ones that I'm obsessed with are these dark chocolate peanut butter cups. So, look, I am the first one to say I think alternative sweeteners, the healthy ones, I, I'm leaving aside the, the you know – whole slew of unhealthy artificial sweeteners. But healthy ones like monk fruit and stevia, sometimes they can have this really kind of funky bitter aftertaste that turns people way off. I love the way these things taste. They are rich and creamy dark chocolate with this wonderful peanut butter layer on the inside. There's no, there it for me it's like the 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 sensation is of that indulgent peanut butter cup moment, and then you look at the bag and it's like all really good for you healthy ingredients. Um, so much so that my kids actually don't don't even realize that it's quote unquote healthy healthy chocolate. Um, and it's the kind of thing where I keep them in my freezer, and I'll have one after dinner, or I might have one in the afternoon as a pick me up, or you know keep one in my glove compartment for emergencies. <laughs> and uh and I just think that of you know uh, I try a million different healthy sort of variations on traditionally bad for you foods. And this is one that I think really hits the mark well. always
1: love good chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite thing today has to do with um, different moisturizers that we use when pregnant, before pregnant, and then beyond. Um, I'm all into moisturizing. And I've been a big cocoa butter fan. That is what my mother used. That's what my grandmother's used and none of us have stretch marks. I have heard that it is it is some genetic. It is genetic. Um, I actually with my last one with Romeo, I literally wake up at one point at like 2 o'clock and I was getting like really itchy with him. You know like the itchy belly mm-hmm. that you got? Mm-hmm. I woke up at like 2 o'clock in the morning and I literally see these like red lines on my side. Weird. No, let me tell you something, Daphne. I was like, alright stretch marks, you're on. And so I just like focused super on hydration. I like everything, electrolytes and honey and lemon and mixing the two and stuff like that. I did like honey masks on my belly. I did like extra Palmer's cocoa butter because yes, I live near CVS and that is what they have there. Um, and my, they went away and I have proof. And that of course my, my, doctor was like, that doesn't happen. And they weren't stretch marks. I'm like, "What stretch marks? You saw them. I saw them. So anyway, I'm all about hydration from the inside, from the outside. Sometimes I'll get in the shower and I'll put like honey all over my belly and stuff like that. Um, It's really sticky. So yes, do it in the shower. Um, But so my friend Hope Smith, she just came out with um, a special like body butter and oil called Mother M-U-T-H-A. And it is pricier than my CVS Palmer's cocoa butter um but it's also you know it comes in a really nice package and is is actually organic and all those things um she sent me a couple of, of bottles of it I've been using it and I really 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 like it um I also you know Hope and her family um they do really incredible things um for for the world and other people so um definitely check them out
0: all right, guys, thanks for listening. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Send us your thoughts and your comments and your questions. I, I expect after this episode that they'll, there will be a conversation that wants to continue. We are, of course, mombrainpod at gmail.com. We're also on YouTube. You can find us on Instagram now. I mean, it's, we're, just, we're just everywhere just that you want to be. So. <laughs> but we love chatting with you guys, and thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next Wednesday.
1: See you later. Bye.
0: Bye. This is Mom Brain
2: with Alaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Mom Brain is a Gallery Media Group original production.